This week on the podcast, we are venturing to the Caribbean. So grab your rum and let's venture to episode 108, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. everybody welcome back to the dissect that film podcast where we dissect your favorite films film franchises and sometimes tv today we are venturing into the world of the pirates of the caribbean franchise as we talk about the very first one the one that started it all and the reason we're doing it well there's a couple reasons one one of them is that angela picked this franchise back when we threw a couple franchises up for people yeah. to vote on this one got second so we said yeah sure why don't why don't we just do this as our next franchise without doing a whole vote again and the second reason is this movie is celebrating its 20th anniversary which is mind-boggling to me because i remember this coming out in theaters i remember literally i think i saw this movie in school like three or four times as like a hey guys we're doing an assembly and we're gonna watch pirates of the caribbean it's like okay cool and it's historical. Um, yeah, <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, sure, whatever you say. Uh, and um, yeah, so I, I'm very excited. I love this franchise and I'm very excited to talk about the the misadventures as we as we get farther along. But this is what started it all. So let's talk a little bit about it. But first, let me introduce ourselves. I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me as always, my wonderful co-host, Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. Hello. Hello. So yeah, wrong movie. Way off. Let's uh, let's talk about our thoughts on this movie. Let's talk about the well. Let's talk more about the history of this movie in our lives. Like when do you guys remember when you first saw this? Around when you first saw this, maybe, or like what your history is with it. You're holding out. It's fine. I understand. (laughs) Y'all act like I remember everything. I don't. I remember. I can barely remember what happened yesterday. <laughs> Le- legit, this morning I was like, "Gosh, what did we do yesterday?" No, I understand. Yeah, that's old people talk. I uh, understand. It's, it's me yeah. too. I'm right yeah. there with you. I can't remember 20 minutes ago. No, no, I don't remember the first time I watched this. I do remember seeing it several times, like you said in school. You know, you you get these one these movies that everybody's like, "Oh yeah, let's watch this," because it's. Like Dan said, historical. Like no, nope, not not quite. But it does it does talk about a lot of like historical yeah. happenings of yes. that period. Yeah, but yes, yes, yeah, not historical. No, no. But no. oops, yes, I I I do remember watching it several times, and I enjoy it every time. I don't remember it in school. I I just I don't recall it. But I do remember watching this. Was it just come out? 2000, yeah, 2003. Well, so it was yep. 20 years. Yeah. Week. Just, I would have still been in school. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. Anyway. No, so they didn't show it to me I in school remember. because it was a historical thing. It was one of those things where it was like the end of the school year and th- there wasn't many classes. 
So they're like, yeah. hey, if you want to come hang out in the auditorium, we're just going to throw a movie on. And it was it seemed like we did it like two or three times. And it was always this movie. Well, see, I had, okay. was a junior roughly when this came out. So like senior year, you know, you get the teachers that really don't want to do anything. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, let's watch this. Okay. I'd be down for that. I mean, I didn't care. We watched, um, oh, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Got to see Booty in school. That movie sucks, dude. <laughs> like, I recall it sucking. Like, I watched it a long time ago. I was like, it's better than schoolwork, but this blows. We were just excited to see a butt. We didn't I'm care sure who it belonged to. Lusty ladies. <laughs> like, oh, it's some cheeks. Listen, Leah, Romeo and Juliet, that was a that was a crazy idea where they were just like, you know what? We're going to do the classic story, but we're going to do it in like this modern look where there's going to be guns and gang violence and all this stuff. But it's the story. It's still there. Yep. It's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I just remember, I remember watching it at like somebody's house, grandma's mom's. I don't know, but it was a good movie. And it's it ushered me on to the sequels, which I watched in theaters, but just not this one. So, yeah, I remember, I don't think I saw this in theaters. Actually, I don't really think I saw any of them in theaters. Because uh, I remember the third one I was going to see in theaters, because that one came out in 2007. And me and my brother were on vacation down in Florida, and we were going to go, we we're like, oh, my, gr- like, my grandmother had like a doctor's appointment, so she dropped us off at the theater. And w- our mindset was, we're going to see the third Pirates. And we get in there, and it was gone. It was like they had just taken it out of theaters, but guess what was in theaters? Transformers. And we went and saw Transformers, and it blew our minds. And you got to see the trailer for Cloverfield before it? Probably. It, it did. That's the movie it okay. first went before. Okay. But go ahead. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time. But uh, that's the like the only memory I have of this movie, like of this franchise in theaters, was going to see one and then not being able to. But uh, I watch this movie all the time. I still do. I love it. I love all the performances. Johnny Depp, especially, you know, creating this character of uh, Jack Sparrow. And it's one of those. It's funny because this franchise, it really goes all over the place in tone where this one has a lot more comedic elements than once you get farther down the line with this franchise. You know, especially Barbosa, He's kind of like you're supposed to be really scared of this character, but overall he's kind of funny. We well, you're yeah, not taking that serious. Like, yeah. But, yeah. but you're introduced to him in such a like scary way. Like when, yeah, you know, it, we'll talk about like the, the whole, the ship showing up and you're like, holy shit, this is a great scene. But then you meet the crew and everything. They're all goofballs. Yeah. <laughs> like the yep. crew of the black pearl are all goofy. But uh, yeah, I love this franchise. Uh, even the later ones, I tolerate. I, I don't. I you know I said earlier like the the yes the quality I think of these movies go downhill. For one, they get longer, which mm-hmm. this movie is already two and a half hours, and once we get to World's End, that's almost three hours, and it's like, whew, damn, this really? needs to not be a thing. And um, yeah, I mean, I enjoy every single entry in different ways. Um, you definitely could tell Johnny Depp's performances start to slide too. Uh, it's more, it just seems like it's more of just, he's contractually obligated to do this, <laughs> especially yeah. once you get to the yeah. final one, but he's a lot of fun in this. Everybody is. And, um, you know, these first three movies are definitely the most special of this franchise. Yes. So, Let's talk about uh, the behind the scenes, a little bit of the behind the scenes of this movie. So this 
was directed by Gore Verbinski. This is actually the second movie directed by Gore Verbinski that we've talked about on the show. He directed The Ring the year before. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, he would go on to direct the next two films in the franchise. He would direct the really terrible Lone Ranger movie. He directed... Oh. Yeah. Uh, that one I don't ever want to talk about on the show. Uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> he directed Rango, which um, mm. also stars Johnny Depp. Good movie. Uh, he directed Mouse Hunt, which is one of my favorites from him. That one was one of his early works. That was back in like 96, I believe, that had Nathan Lane. Oh, such a fun movie. Yeah, I mean, that's really most of the... No his last film was in 2016, so it's been a, it's been a while since he's done something uh, where he did A Cure for Wellness. Uh, this was written by Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio, who actually pretty much wrote every single one in the franchise. Uh, they both actually wrote Aladdin, the original animated film, uh, Mask of Zorro in 98, Godzilla 98, Small Soldiers in 98. So they wrote three movies, four movies technically. No, three movies. Mask of Zorro, Godzilla, Small Soldiers. Uh, they wrote Shrek. Okay. The story okay. for Treasure Planet, The Legend of Zorro, okay. which was the sequel to Mask of Zorro. Yeah, they've they've done a lot of stuff. They unfortunately wrote The Lone Ranger. They did storyboard work for one of those uh, kids shows that I watched a lot when my oldest was younger, Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Yeah. Do you remember that? that? Yeah. Yep. And Victor watched some of that. It's supposedly they are writing the sixth entry in the Pirates films. That really the only thing I ever heard of about this was they were trying to get Marco Robbie and they were gonna try to make it. A, a lot more fe female oriented and focused. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Whatever they got to do, man. Yep. As long uh, as it's good, all that matters. So this movie was based on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride that originated at Walt Disney or at Disneyland in 1967. It would then be put into Walt Disney World in 1973. Uh, there's one in Tokyo Disneyland that was put in 1983. Uh, Disneyland Paris in 1992 and Shanghai Disneyland in 2016. That one goes by a different name. I think it's like Pirates of the Caribbean Battle of the Sunken Treasure. Okay. And uh, of course, this also would bring about the really popular song that we hear in this movie, but you also hear on the ride the entire time, which is the Yo Ho Yo Ho yeah. Pirates. So that was written by George Bruins. Um, I'm, I was going to sing it at the beginning of this episode, but I don't want to get a copyright, uh, f when we put this on YouTube. So I, that, that was the most you're going to get from me, <laughs> but he has worked on a lot of stuff. Uh, he worked, he made, helped make songs for 101 Dalmatians, a lot of Disney animated films, actually the jungle book, uh, Robin Hood, yeah. 1973, Aristocats, Sleeping Beauty. So yeah. big time. Uh, and Walt Disney is actually the Pirates of the Caribbean. The original ride for Disneyland was one of like the first ones that was like super involved with Walt. Like Walt Disney was super involved with the the operation of the ride. Mm -hmm. I love it. We I actually went to Disney World last year and rode it. Uh, and the baby actually got to ride. It was like one of his first rides. Aww. He'll never remember it, but it was no. a great time. <laughs> And the funny thing is, is that since the with the popularity of these movies, they actually incorporated Jack Sparrow into the ride. So he's actually in the ride periodically as you go nice. along. It's kind of one of those things like where's Waldo, but instead it's where's Jack Sparrow. 
<laughs> it's so fun it's such a it's such a simple ride but it's such a great time because you're just chilling and then there's this one point where there's a drop and you're like oh shit that was unexpected but that's that's about it it's not not a crazy what? roller coaster you wet your pants <laughs> oh forgot about that one <laughs> my bladder so the cast let's talk about the cast we got johnny depp as jack sparrow i mean what we've talked about ja- uh have we talked we've talked about johnny depp oh yeah sleepy hollow yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about him have we done any other movies with johnny depp in it on the show oh lord i don't know probably uh we have jeffrey rush as captain barbosa we have orlando bloom coming hot off the tail of the lord of the rings films uh, i think return of the king came out the same year as this film i could be wrong uh, we, Christian Bale, Heath Ledger were also considered for the role of Will Turner, which is pretty funny since Christian Bale and Heath Ledger would go on to play Batman and the Joker in The Dark Knight five years later. I, I think both of them would have. Well, Heath Ledger probably could have done it. I don't think Christian Bale. Christian Bale just looks too old to play that part. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Toby Maguire, Jude Law, Ewan McGregor, and Tom Hiddleston all auditioned for this role. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeffrey Rush was actually the reason why he, uh, he actually went in to read for the part. Uh, Kira Knightley plays Elizabeth Swan. She was like 18 when she filmed this movie. She, she was of the exact age that her character is supposed to be. Huh. Which is creepy, especially yes. when we get to uh, talking about the plot of this movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have Jack Davenport as Norrington. We have Kevin R. McNally as a jock. Joshimi Joshimi Gibbs. I don't think he, is his first name ever mentioned in this movie. Josh, no, Joshimi. Everybody just called him Mr. Gibbs, right? Yeah. Oh, Zoe Saldana is in this movie. The ageless yes. wonder that is Zoe Saldana. She has yes. not. She doesn't look any older now than she <laughs> did in two thousand and three. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, she played Anna Maria. We have Jonathan uh, Price who played Governor Weatherby Swan. Uh, he. Yep. I'm trying to think of other movies. To be honest, I pretty much, I mean, he, I know he's done a lot of stuff in his through, throughout his career. He's a huge actor. But I literally only remember him from these movies. I, yeah, he's like that guy that's in a lot of stuff, but he's just there. You know him. He's that guy. He's yeah. like, oh, I remember him. I think he was in the first G.I. Joe. Not that that's one that I think he you're wants right. to remember. He played the president. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, he's been, right. he's been in a lot of classics. He was in. Is that a classic? Uh, uh, G.I. <laughs> Joe? Absolutely. That's exactly what I meant when I was talking about that. <laughs> I was just making sure. Just... I mean, he's been acting since the late 70s. He was in the original Man on Fire. Do you know Man on Fire with Denzel Washington? Yeah, I know there was an old one. Yeah, he was in the original. Hmm. He was James in Brazil. Bond. Brazil is probably one of his most popular films. Uh, that's a weird, trippy movie that was directed by the guy who did Fear and Loathing. Oh, okay. Well, that yeah. explains. Yeah, I was gonna say that. that I tried to watch some of that movie. I was like, no. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> uh, he was in. I want to shout this movie out because our our friends over at Doom Generation cover this movie, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, in 1988. Go listen sure. to Doom Generation's episode on that. I've never seen that movie, but their episode is hilarious. Uh, okay. He was in a James Bond movie, Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm-hmm. But like I said, he's literally, I know him from the, the, the these series of movies. He was in the second, he was in the second G.I. Joe. Look at that. He was? He was. 
Okay. All right. We watched that one in theaters. That was like the one that took like 20 years before they did a sequel to it. Because it was the first G.I. Joe and there was a big gap between yeah, the first Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rock, uh, Dwayne, Rock Johnson. That's what my oldest rock, calls him. His name is Rock yeah. Johnson. That's it. <laughs> oh it. man, I'm trying to find the the actor who played. That's him. Mackenzie Crook played Rigetti. He's the one with the wooden eye. He is the only thing I really know him from, other than this, was he played the. If all off for any office fans out there who listens to the show, he played the Dwight character in the British office. Huh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I didn't even remember these guys being in any of the movies except for the first one, but, but apparently, oh, yeah, they're, they're in every single one, even the newest oh, one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're it's it's wild. It's wild how many returning cast members like stuck around for the entire franchise. Like Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom come back for the fifth one, they weren't in the fourth one at all. They come back for number five, not in huge capacities, but they're there. They show oh, up. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything because we, you know, crazy things happen in the third movie. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, those are it's a lot. Of, if you want to look up the cast for that, just go to IMDb, Wikipedia. They got a bunch. They'll tell you everything you need to know. Uh, this film was, uh, filmed in the Caribbean itself. Like they literally wanted to make sure this movie was filmed where, you know, this movie takes place. And That's so, it's awesome. yeah, it's, it's amazing. Location, the practice, the amount of practical effects in this movie is mind boggling. Yes. Between the pirate ships and, uh, I mean, you could tell when there is CGI, of course, like, especially with yeah. the undead crew, but no, mo- most of the time it's all practical and it's awesome. Well, I will say this. I was I was watching this, and maybe even though this movie is twenty years old, I feel there's a little bit of the original Jurassic Park going on here. And it's maybe just the way the film is shot and lit. But honestly, yeah. I didn't think the effects CG aged that bad. No, 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 no. Not for not for the year it came out, two thousand three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could tell, but it's not super like cringeworthy as you see yeah. some films, that, other films that came out the same around the same time. Where you're like, Ey. yeah. What right? was the budget on this? You're telling me that wasn't real skeletons. The skelly bones. How they make them real skeletons move like that. (laughs) It was all wires. It was mirrors. So, yeah, they filmed a lot of this on St. Vincent and the Grenadines, which is a, it's a, I think it's a peninsula or maybe it's an island. But the reason they picked this place is because every other place they tried to scout was a tourist trap. was literally like there was always huge hotels and it was hard to kind of film around it because they had to make Port Royal its own thing. Like they built it from the ground up. So they found this place that's literally it had just it was a small population. It was not a lot of like tourists around. And so they ended up uh, building this Port Royal from the ground up and being able to film here. But it was a pain in the ass. They had to like boat in all the equipment and stuff it would take oh, like, yeah. days and days just to get people onto set and yeah it was uh it was interesting johnny duff says it was probably one of the hardest shoots he's he had done up to that point but i can see not being high all the time in las vegas i mean being high all the time in las vegas must not have been nearly as difficult didn't rate as high. <laughs> you think him and jonathan price had like deep conversations about working with terry gilliam <laughs> maybe maybe like, hey man arm like this motherfucker's trippy as fuck <laughs> uh, yeah i wonder if they did like what was your experience like right 
I love doing co- oh, I love doing cocaine with you, Jerry Smith. I love doing cocaine with you too, <laughs> Johnny Depp. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Oh man, this this was produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, who I mean, throughout the '90s and 2000s, produced yep. a lot of bangers. We have yep. uh, Flashdance, Top Gun, The Rock, Crimson Tide, Con Air, Armageddon, Enemy of the State, Black Hawk Down, Pearl Harbor, Kangaroo Jack. Yeah, I'm gonna mention that movie because that movie's oh, awesome. Shit. Michael Shannon, Christopher Walken, <laughs> Anthony Anderson, and Jerry O'Connell chasing down a kangaroo who stole a sweatshirt. Actually, he didn't steal it. They put it on him, so it's their fault. You, so, so I, I okay. So, anytime kangaroos get mentioned now, and I'm blaming movie dumpster for this, I cannot help but think of the movie Razorback that they talked about because it's all oh, about shooting yeah, kangaroos yeah, yeah, yeah. in the ass. That's all yep. the movie's about, and that's what I think of. Yep. Thank you, by the way, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> oh, bad! I can't, I can't uh, forget to mention Bad yeah. Boys. Yeah, I'm and, surprised you didn't hit that on the top, dude. <laughs> yeah, and um, National Treasure. Yes. He's also a part owner and co-founder of the newest hockey team in the NHL, the Seattle Kraken, which is cool something name. I did not know. And I know I'm just, I mean, I'm rooting for that team because they're still in the playoffs. I'm, I'm rooting for them just because they have an awesome name. Like, yeah. Well, it's like um, Victor, because he likes football, like he'll occasionally watch um, what they bring back, I, Arena. Oh, XFL. 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 Yeah. yeah. Well, and then there's, a, there's some of those newer leagues, but one of them is, I think it's like the Seattle sea serpents or something like that and their logo is sweet as hell on their oh, helmet cool. yeah it's dope as fuck should have got some kraken rum you should have got kraken we looked at it we almost bought kraken rum i've never like had i've never had kraken rum i've it, never had it it's, it's dark it's awesome it's dark rum so it's, it's probably just it's dark. probably the same tar and stuff they used to like seal the boats back then it's, it's just... whale blubber oil in there <laughs> <laughs> we've had this saved for 300 years it's, it's like that rum they find in the island it's just yeah fuck <laughs> so the badass music and theme of this movie was created by Klaus Badelt, who is a mostly a collaborator with Hans Zimmer, who would take over for this franchise later on down the road. Uh, but I always remember Hans Zimmer being the composer for these films. And so I remember doing a little research for watching it again and seeing his name. And I was like, oh, OK. But then I saw that he literally collaborates with a lot of Hans Zimmer stuff. So I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense. Hmm. But this one I think was solely his, like solely his score. And then Hans Zimmer would take it and build off of it with the, with the later films. Cause he wouldn't come back for the rest of the franchise. It's like, fuck that shit. I'm yeah. a one and done bro. <laughs> so it premiered at Disneyland huh? on June 28th, 2003. And then the rest of the United States, July 9th, 2003, it was two hours and 23 minutes. Whew. Yikes. Um, even though, to be honest, I love this movie so much, it doesn't feel like it. It really no, doesn't. It, doesn't. it, it kind yeah. of breezes through. Mm -hmm. uh, $140 million budget and grossed worldwide $654.3 million. Good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Probably why we get a sequel. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, do we want to hop into this plot? Absolutely. All right, let's get get let's to do it. it. So I love the opening of this movie. I love the fog rolling in and you see a ship coming out. And at first I've seen this movie a lot and still I was like, is that the Black Pearl? No, it's not. It's the it's the ship that Elizabeth's on. I don't remember if this one had a name, but it comes out of the fog. Sure. 
and you hear this little girl singing the pirate's life for me. And Mr. Gibbs comes to her and she's he's like, you can't sing that. It's bad luck. Everything's bad luck to Mr. <laughs> and, Gibbs. Yeah, and, Mr. and uh, Norrington comes up and he's like, that's enough, Mr. Gibbs. You could go. He's like, yeah, well, having women on the ship is also bad luck. And they're like, oh, my God, it's this guy. Even if they're small. He's like, yeah. Then he starts drinking alcohol. This fucking guy. Yeah, this is the cleanest you'll ever see, Mr. Gibbs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is when you meet Norrington and he's like a 35 year old man uh, who will eventually ask this little girl to marry him. Let that sink in. All right. So also, I think it was was the style at the time. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, this movie, so this movie takes place in 1720. I never knew that. Shit. We weren't even a thing yet. I knew it took place in the 1700s, but I didn't know, never knew the exact date. And uh, so she finds debris. She looks over the side of the ship. She sees debris scattered everywhere. She sees that a ship is on fire and sinking. But then she discovers there's a boy floating amongst the debris and they pull him out. And she like is sitting by him and asks him who he is. He says that she says her name that she's Elizabeth Swan. He says he's Will Turner. And then he passes out and she finds a medallion around his neck. And she's like, well, he's never going to know and just takes. How does he never find out that the medallion is gone? Well, it's she's a klepto. I mean, she just takes it. He's like, I got to have it. No, but he never like he never questions it. Like, hey, guys, when you rescued me, I had a gold medallion on my neck. Do you guys know what happened to it? I mean, I guess at this time, there was probably a lot of dudes out there. A lot of people on these ships just like gold. Thank you. You're never going to find out. (laughs) Scandy. And but and I love the shot, though, when she kind of takes the medallion that she looks out and you see the black pearl vanish into the fog. Oh, I love it so much. Yep. I just wish the black pearl was scary, like stayed this consistently scary because like it's just creepy yep. seeing the ship. And then you meet the crew and you're like, oh, it's not as creepy as I was imagining. I mean, they're all creeps, but yeah. it's not as scary as you you know meet these guys so we then venture i think she she says eight years into the future it's like eight years later she is i'm guessing 18 now Mm -hmm. and she still has the medallion she puts it around her neck and her father comes in you know because he's got a new dress and i love the whole dressing scene where she is like oh it's beautiful that she gets dressed it's like it's so tight how could anybody breathe in this and it's like, oh, well, that's the that's the new fashion in London. It's like, does it does nobody in London like to breathe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, so she's got this new dress because she's got to go. She's going to Norrington's coronation because he's becoming a Commodore. I don't know what his rank was before when we meet him, but he is a Commodore, which I'm guessing is like, top, is he like top rank of the Navy? It's some video game console. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> Well, hold on. Hold on. I think the Commodore 64 may be a computer. Fuck. I don't remember. I always get those mixed up. We're not looking. Google for me. I don't I don't ever have they were very popular. Okay. Commodore consoles were very popular in the UK. All right. So a Commodore in the the naval rank is a senior. It's equivalent to a brigadier or an air commodore. It is superior to a navy captain but below a rear admiral. That was a lot of words. Um, I hope any, I hope most of you guys understand what I just said. I didn't. 
That's just as the root admiral thing got in. I'm just thinking of Simpsons, the Simpsons. He's like, it's it's Bart and Millhouse. He's like, Millhouse, he's like, come over here. He's like, oh, I can't do that, Bart. I exposed myself to all sorts of schoolyard tortures, like the uh, wet willy or the uh, the wedgie, the wet willy or the dreaded rear admiral. <laughs> like, what the hell is that? No explanation. Oh my god. Sorry, oh lord so uh, i've been married to this one too long <laughs> so will shows up with a sword for the governor uh, i guess it's to give to norrington at his coronation i love how he's like fucking with the the candle thing on the wall and he breaks it and he puts it in the the umbrella holder and he's very proper he you know greets the the governor and greets elizabeth very proper and she's like oh how many times have i told you to call me elizabeth and he's like Oh, of of course, Miss <laughs> Swan. And then she gets pissed. She's like, good day, Mr. Turner. And she walks out. I'm like, damn. And then he says Elizabeth, but she can't hear it. Yeah, of course, it's apparently up her ass today, but I don't know. No, because she said, call me Elizabeth. And then he still I called know. her Miss Swan. How dare he's you? Being, he's being, yeah, he's being proper. <gasps> oh, man. Well, this is when we meet Jack Sparrow. And he is on, the, uh, you, you think it's a big ship, but it's not. It's a very small little boat. And it's sinking. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is where you get to where he goes by the it's like a rock formation that's got a bunch of skeletons hanging. Real skeletons, by the way. Nice. Yeah. Well played. Yep. Right there. You see that? See the skeleton in the middle? That's your grandpa. <laughs> I'd be pretty <laughs> badass. I'd be like, grandpa's I mean, in I mean, a pirates movie. <laughs> yeah. The conversation starter you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he you know tips his hat and he keeps going and i love the entrance he has to the dock where the boat is so slowly sinking and he steps off it perfectly and then the guy still is like hey that's a shilling to dock your boat and he's like what boat (laughs) (laughs) yeah yes about three shillings and we forget the name yeah and he's like oh welcome to port royal mr smith (laughs) yep (laughs) so we then are at norrington's coronation he gets his new fancy sword and a new title and possibly a new wife. Gross. Oh. <laughs> and uh, we then get to Jack. He's talking to the two, these two guys that are part, like they're guarding one of the ships. These guys yeah. are in every single one too. Yes, are they I'm, like, like a- I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> these guys are, it's wild. Are these guys like a relevant, like I know I've seen these guys before. But are they like a relevant like comedy group or like because they're always together? Like, I feel like there should be like a thing. So Murtog is played by he's like the skinnier one. His Giles yeah. new. Let's see what he's done. Uh, most of his his major credits are the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. OK, uh, yeah. I mean, they were in every single one. It's yeah, but they're like together, so it's just kind of like yeah. Oh, I mean, they cool. might be. I mean, they're British actors. I don't know. I'm not super versed in British TV or movies and stuff like that. Uh, but I, I probably it's probably like some sort of Simon Pegg, Nick Frost type thing. Could be, could be. Where they're in a lot of stuff together. The other one is Angus Barnett. He, same. He's uh, he's he's done a lot of the same stuff as the other guy. Okay. But yeah, they uh, they are talking to Jack. Jack's of course trying to get onto the ship, but they're like, no, 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 you can't get on there. And so he tra- tells the story of the Black Pearl. Well, he kind of mentions it, and then they go into it, and just enough where they get distracted so much, Jack hops on the boat and he's like pretending to drive. 
<laughs> like a child. He doesn't even leave. He's just it's like just so funny. Noring, um, this is Elizabeth faints after the coronation. She's up on the top of the thing, you know, talking with Norrington. Norrington's talking about possibly asking her to marry him. She the dress is too tight. She faints, falls off, and Jack notices it while he's talking to the two guys on the ship, and he goes in to save her. I would have fallen on purpose. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, like, you, this are you going to save her? Are you going to save her? I can't swim. Pride of the Queen's Navy. Just hold these. <laughs> yeah. Don't hold these. Don't <laughs> so good. So the medallion, you get the, the cool scene where the as she's sinking, the medallion kind of floats there and it sends off like a signal. Like it like yep. sends a, a vibration through the ocean. Mm-hmm. So Jack saves her. He, of course, has to like rip off the 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 whole the corset and all or is it, it's a corset right it's a corset yeah and he has to rip it off to kind of get her to breathe because it's so tight and of course they think something else is happening of course and uh yeah jack is put in a hot water because norrington realizes he's a pirate because he's been branded yep. yep and the jack sparrow tattoo that he has uh was fake in this movie but he actually got it tattooed for real because his uh, one of his sons is named jack mm. based off of this character uh, they also had to, he also, also had a lot of other tattoos that they had to cover up with like charcoal and stuff like that. I mean, he always looked dirty as hell. So also another fun fact about Jack Sparrow, there's a scab on his lip throughout this movie. <laughs> and as the movie progresses, it gets bigger, not because of like it being some sort of like symbol of, oh, he must have some sort of disease and it's just getting worse. No, that makeup team just were playing a prank on him. <laughs> It just kept making it bigger throughout Yay. filming. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Clearly he didn't care. No, not at all. This is where we get the line. Where it's like, I th- you must be the worst pirate I've ever seen. It's like, or I've ever heard of. And he's like, so you have heard of me. Yep. yep. He makes his escape. I love the, the, all the chase scenes and escape scenes in this movie are just so cool. Where it's not yep. just him running from point A to point B. It's literally him. Like he knocks the the mechanism of he gets pulled up by the rope. He freaking swings. He like drops a weight onto the dock, which then like a, a couple like idiot guys are just like, oh, it's just falling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, like a the end of a cannon. It looked like yeah, the, yeah. The, the, but like dude just keeps on going like and then pulls somebody else in like, OK, you're not going to stop running. <laughs> So I like the, it's like the, just those old school like you know it's got that Indiana Jones kind of that high adventure action adventure film yeah. you know tone to it and I don't know yeah. well that we are, I also forgot to mention that he holds he holds Elizabeth hostage pretty much to kind yeah. of make his escape and this is where he's like this is this will be the day you almost caught Jack Sparrow and then he makes makes his escape he finds the blacksmith because he's shackled, so he's got to go try to get the shackles off. And you find out that the um, the blacksmith is drunk, and he's passed out all the time. Because earlier, when Will brings the sword, and the governor's like, "Oh, send your send uh, my regards to your to your boss or to the blacksmith or Mister Brown, whatever the hell he says," and he just kind of like rolls his eyes because he's like, "Yeah, he doesn't do shit." <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, and. Will then shows up and notices something's awry because Jack fucks with the donkey that spins it around. That's how he's able to, to break the shackles off. Yep. And, and he leaves, puts the hammer where it wasn't. He left, right. He yep. And his, and his hat too. Mm-hmm. 
So Will shows up and they duel. And Will, you find out Will is a very good swordsman. Mm-hmm. So from what I've read, Will is the best of in the movie. Like when it comes to swordplay, like he is the best, most skilled person in the movie. I don't know how you determine this. I guess it must just be the person writing the movie. Just like, yeah, Will's the best. Norrington and Barbosa are like the equals. And Jack, I guess, is the worst. But Jack just, he uses more Un- questionable methods. It's unorthodox ways of yeah. sword fighting. Yeah. And non-honorific because he uses, or honor, uh, and he doesn't do it with at with like integrity or honor. Like he cheats essentially. Like what you wouldn't do in a regular sword duel. Where he uses weapons and sand, pocket sand. You know whatever. Oh yeah, I love when he pulls the guns. Like oh, that's cheating. Pirate. I'm pirate. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the fact that we're like we're getting a cool sword fight, and then they just go into the rafters in their sword fighting. I'm like, whoa, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. I love the fact though where he Jack's just like I'm gonna leave now. And he tries to run, like walk out, and Will throws the sword, and it gets stuck in the door. And he's trying to pull it. Like, it's very comical the way he's trying to get it out. And he's just like, "Okay, nice trick. I'm gonna go now." Yeah. And then, of course, who is the one to take care of business? But Mister Brown, the drunk off his ass blacksmith, who knocks him over the head with a bottle. And uh, I love when Norik that shows up. It's like, "Very good, Mister Brown." It's like. Just try to do the covers work or something like that. Yeah. It looks like fucking Will just gets shit on, never gets any appreciation for his work. Yeah, he says no no love for Will. I to be honest, I really like Will in this movie. I feel mm-hmm. he progressively gets worse as these movies go along. Like he's just more of a whiny little bitch as these films go along. Maybe that's just me, but I, I don't know. I just the character seems to get it slightly worse as we go through the franchise i don't remember as well but yeah i do like him in this one we then jump to the jail where we get the scene which is part of the ride it's most famously from the ride which is the prisoners teasing the dog to get the keys which is uh something big that you see on the ride uh we get a weird scene that i want to talk about is the scene where elizabeth is in bed and of course she's cold because she was in the water but we're in the caribbean so it shouldn't be that cold right um also you're just gonna put hot coals inside of a bed i I get i get it's inside the fucking thing but nah that's still gonna that's how they used to do it (laughs) well those well those wouldn't be the sheet the sheets wouldn't obviously at that time be made of synthetic fibers anyway so they shouldn't melt at a high temperature they wouldn't catch fire at some point they would reach a flashpoint but you know they would self-ignite i did learn about this i just took a class on fire restoration so i learned all about auto ignition okay (laughs) yeah i don't know i didn't make a lot of sense to me but i'm like dude you're putting them in something metal which is a conductor of heat right i don't know i just i'm assuming it's legit i'm assuming they did the research but i don't know it does look weird so this is when we get the awesome visual of a ship coming out of the fog again so all of Port Royal is kind of coming over this fog and darkness. Uh, for some reason, the governor and Norrington are just walking along the the wall that's there, which this scene wasn't filmed in St. Vincent. This was actually filmed in, um, oh, I think this was filmed in L.A. It was at an old Marineland theme park, like mm. the, the whole fort, um, which I thought was pretty cool. But the fact is, it's like they're just walking along this wall and a cannonball comes and hits the wall. And you find out that 
the black pearl is here and it comes in it makes a beautiful entrance you see it from you never really see it up close other than like the back side of the ship and then a little bit later when elizabeth looks out her window you see it from a distance and you just see the cannon fire you know spreading out throughout the island and yeah this is when chaos ensues all you know the the pirates are coming through wiping out the town and the the main mission though is to go get elizabeth because she has the coin because mm-hmm. that is what they need so they go they break into the uh into the household that freaking butler gets it bad man he like opens the don't open the door and he just yeah <laughs> she tried yeah. rip they chase her all around the house i love the the one guy who do, always says pop it hello yeah he's great hello pop it hello pop it we know you're in here <laughs> When she tries to pull the sword off the wall, but it's attached to the decoration. (laughs) But she says parlay. She calls parlay, which means that they can't kill her. They have to bring her back to their captain, and then the captain can do whatever the hell he wants. So Will notices that she gets kidnapped. He's fighting pirates in the street, and then he gets knocked out. And for some reason, when people get knocked out, they don't get killed. Like you figured like the dude would knock Will out and then kill him. But I guess they're like, yeah, he's fine. He ain't going to wake up for a while. It's 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 another trope. It's like the falling down the stairs thing where that kills everybody yeah. and this just bonks on the head, just knock people out. <laughs> your fa- favorite horse? A bonk on the, the head. Clydesdale? Nope. A bonk on the head. Hey, puppet pal Mitch. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. So, <laughs> Somebody's gonna get that. Somebody's gonna get that. I always I, I also like the the part where Jack is talking with the other prisoners when the black pearl shows up and you know, they're trying to just talking about all the legends of the black pearl and he's pretty much telling them they're all true. And then they get a hole blasted in their wall and they get to escape and Jack can't get out. And then he meets his former coworkers. I love one thing I want to point out is, is I don't know how accurate all the specific lingos and, you know, um, terms and such they use even slang but i love it i love i don't know how period correct it is but i love it in this movie oh yeah it's they could have just been like everybody has american accents and just talks normal but they they went the extra mile like this i think johnny depp might be the only american like actual american like and his accent of course is not great but i love what he does with it uh he you know created his own little like the savvy that wasn't that was just something he made up to, oh really like, that was okay. like his little catchphrase but yeah he meets his old co-workers and he finds out oh shit they are cursed because they one of them reaches in to grab him and the moonlight hits him and he's got like a skeleton arm and he's like oh oh shit that's that sucks yeah yeah this guy Kohler. we then meet elizabeth or no we already met her we we meet barbosa <laughs> in the most non like it, it just wasn't a very fun way. Like he just shows up. Yeah, I was hoping like everybody else. There's like all these epic, epic entrances for other parts of the movie, but except for you get a better one. The for him best later, but. entrance of a main villain in this movie is probably the movie that will be ranked as the worst of this franchise. But I'm not going to say which one it is. Uh, but yeah, he just kind of shows up because, of course, she's getting threatened by the, the, the it was like the big like zombie. So there are the undead ones and then there's like zombie ones which is like the really big guys 
Uh, okay. You know, I, I did I didn't know there was a difference. I I, I had to look up something real quick because I saw a couple people and I was like, is that who I think it is? So I'm gonna look it up real quick and I'm probably gonna be wrong. Well, I will tell you that the bed warmer is true for the okay. time. They probably just worried because of how long she was in the water and stuff that she might have had a chill about her. Because mm. I don't know what time of year this takes place. I'm, I, they have a cold season too. I mean, obviously, it doesn't get as cold as anywhere else. Well, but... I don't. I don't think it's left in the sheets. I think it's run over the sheets to get them warm. So maybe used incorrectly. So probably used incorrectly, but it was used at the. It was uh, brass and filled with hot coals. Ah, okay. Or embers. It's dangerous so. as fuck, dude. Stretch out, burn your damn foot. Ah. That shit ain't growing back, dude. You ain't got icy hot back then. <laughs> no, cool. Well, you put icy hot on burns. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> that seems like you're counteracting whatever is worse. happening. I know that's it's for muscles. But anyway, just don't mind me. I'm just saying you got nothing to soothe it. Like, oh, I'm gonna put my foot in the ocean. No, you're gonna get some aloe. kind of flesh eating bacteria from it in the ocean. We had we grew aloe. I don't know how it was. I don't know if it grew in the Caribbean. Uh, mm -hmm. Find something to put in your mouth. That's for sure. So she meets Barbosa. She shows that she shows him she has the medallion and she threatens to throw it off. But unfortunately, but he at first kind of acts like he doesn't care. But then she does like she actually puts it over the ship and he's like, oh, whoa, wait a second there. <laughs> Don't do that. Wait, hang on a second. And I love the whole thing where she is. She knows about the pirate code and all the rules behind it. And he just turns. He's like. It's more like guidelines than rules. Yeah. Yep. Like welcome. And oh, she she also says that her name is Elizabeth uh, Turner. And that's when, you know, he does the welcome to the Black Pearl, Miss Turner. Which realistically just makes the whole situation worse for her. Which yeah, is great. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know. No, she doesn't know. So this is when we get the uh, Will saves Jack. Uh, he goes into the jail and takes the door off with the the bench. I was like, that is the coolest fucking thing. Because he's like, I helped build these, so I know how this can come off. You just gotta pop up the hand. I'm like, alright, man. Cool. He just takes a At bench. At least they like, ex explained it, and it's like, I, I believe it. Like, Alright, all right, like, cool, yeah, man. I saw him do it. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, mean, I bought it. And he then goes to Norrington. It's just like, hey, what are we doing to save Elizabeth? And like, we're doing what we can do. But they're just standing there. He's like, okay, well, uh, I'm going to go. See you later. And so they need to go find a ship. And this is when we get another scene where I'm like, how the fuck do you do this? They are on the bottom of the harbor holding a boat over their head, walking along the bottom with a with an air pocket inside the boat. For one, that's a lot of pressure you got to hold down. Like you're, yes. you're holding that boat down, which is it's trying to go up, guys. <laughs> that's how it works. It looks cool. It's like, oh, oh that's cool. neat, but yeah. totally unrealistic. So ridiculous. And you probably would have pulled them up. Oh yeah, I've seen it people, would have been buoyant the whole time. But I've seen yeah. like above the water. I've like, seen they people have... put containers under the water, but it's been held down with weights. Yeah, something that large. Like you literally hit the water and it would just float, yeah. and you just keep going. It was, yeah. You also anyway. you also see in these scenes the fact that like Jack is actually really smart, but also yeah. you see other scenes where you're like, man, he is he is he actually smart or is he just get lucky dumb because luck, he makes yeah. really dumb decisions? But <laughs> they play they have a plan where they're going to steal one of the ships, 
but they have to get it ready to sail. So they're like fucking around with it. And so they are able to get to the ship uh, beforehand and they all try to, they all get onto the ship and then Jack and will swing over to the one that's already ship ready or already sea ready. And they take off, which is great. And it's ironically the fastest ship. Yes. And I love the, the, the commander, whoever was with Norrington, he's like, that must be the, uh, what is it? The best pirate I've ever seen. So it would seem. So it would seem. I think it was Lieutenant Gillette. I think he's like oh, okay. his little lackey. I don't like him either. He's kind of a piece of shit a little bit too. <laughs> just a tad. Just a tad. So tad. Jack tells Will about his father. His his father was Bootstrap Bill Turner, who was a was a part of the Black Pearl, and he was. He doesn't tell him the full story, right? Like he just said he was a pirate. And Will gets all upset that he was a pirate. Yeah, that he was a pirate. Um, And Will's just not about it. He's like, no. He's like, it's impossible. He's like, such your feelings. You know it to be true. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? And he's literally like, listen, just because he was a pirate doesn't mean he was a bad person. Not all pirates are bad. But we're going to Tortuga, which is literally just... uh, What would would this be equal to in like... Las Vegas. Las Vegas, okay, that's what I've... That's what I was going to compare it to. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking, it's fucking wild, man. It's there's Think of it like the old west. Yeah, it's people swinging from you know yeah. signs in the street. You got people getting drunk. Uh, you got women with their tatas just hanging out. I was like, this is a Disney movie, right? Um, like a fucking like drumline, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sometimes you look at them and like, I feel like they're not real. <laughs> I feel like they're like, can you just put these fake boobs on for me. <laughs> Man, you better strap them fuckers down. Breeze. When you, when you corset, it pushes everything. That's yeah, that is up. true. But can they? they afford, like but aren't corsets aren't corsets expensive? So like, didn't most women not wear them back then? Wasn't it mostly like high, higher brow women of the time? I, I don't know. I, we don't do much research on this making, show, everybody. Um, the other way, some of these ladies are probably making money the <laughs> not legal way, right? Well, I mean, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, we get a couple of the women that come up and slap Jack, and he's just like, I don't know if I deserve that one. And then he gets slapped again, and Will's like, what about that one? He's like, no, I definitely deserve that one. Yep. <laughs> he finds Mr. Gibbs, who is sleeping with the pigs, and he, uh, I love it where they splash him, but he's just like, he gets a... He, you know, he's awake and he sees Jack. He's all excited. And then Will throws another bucket on him. He's like, what the heck? I was already awake. He's like, that one was for the smell. And then, the, and then he does his like usual, like Jackism, like waking a man's bad luck. And he has some convoluted bullshit, lyrical <laughs> gymnastics to make this. He says he's going to buy him a, he's going to buy him a drink. Yeah, but no, he has like something about, but if you wake the person sleeping and this and this and this and a drink and yep. it's all this, which I love. I love yeah, that part of it. Skip says you don't ever wake a man. I just think he says that and nobody knows what he's talking about half the time. So just agree with it. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was already half drunk at the time. Which he's he good at. Just... Yeah, which he's good at confusing people anyway. But, oh, just, yeah. but anyway. So, yeah, he's going to help him find a crew. Yay. So Elizabeth dines with Barbosa. Uh, the crew is upset. Uh, he, watching her eat, though, dude. Yeah, because he can't. He can't. He can't I know. Eat. Oh, he's watching those, one of those those mukbang streams or whatever they call them, where like the <sighs> lady just eats a bunch of food. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's like, dude. That's like yeah, that was the. It's a mukbang. That's the. Oh yeah, because he looks at her so seductively as she's eating that food. She's like, like, oh, I wish I could do that too. Now take this mm. apple and put it in your mouth. He loves apples. <laughs> this is oddly sexual, believe me. That's not what this is about. No, really absolutely hungry. not. <laughs> but yeah, he tells her the, about the curse of the Aztec gold that they pretty much stole this gold. It you know, and then they spent it. And then they got cursed, and so they had to. Ch- so they pretty much have been spending all this time going back and finding all the gold that they spent, and they're only missing one piece. Hey, what? Oh my god, that's the one piece. <laughs> that's the whole pot. The one piece is real. It's, that's the whole thing. And it's about pirates. It is about pirates. Oh, it all connects. You just got to watch a thousand episodes. To know what the fuck is happening? Um, I don't know more than that now. I, don't, fuck, I still don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't. I don't watch it, so I don't know. Um, yeah. So she, he tells her the whole fact, like he can't eat, he can't feel, and um, you know, he's just he wants to be himself again. And so it's it's one of those things where like, how much of a villain is Barbosa in a way? Like it's just some dude trying to like become human again like he's not the type of like he could live like this forever you're immortal pretty much like as you are but he wants to be able to eat and do all the things he was able to do before so he's just trying to get that back and uh, people just getting in his way man well that's the thing is it's like it's almost like it's like you see it sometimes in vampire shows where like you get all this power and you can do all this stuff and you're you're nigh and invincible, indestructible, you know, you can't die, but yeah. you lose your humanity. You can't yeah. do the things you once enjoyed. And he's literally I know, like you said, he's like the villain area of it is kind of gray, yeah. but he's willing to do anything to be able to have that humanity back, mm-hmm. even at the expense of other people and so on and so forth. So yeah, it, it, it's a good motivation though. He's not like, I'm just I'm a bad guy. Ha ha ha. Let me be evil. Yeah. You know, a little more than that. And she then meets the crew and sees the crew for what they really are, which is just like, cause it's it, they, you only see them that way when the moon hits them. So, uh, you see, they're pretty much like skeleton people. They're like the undead. And I, it's, this scene's kind of weird where she's like getting thrown around the different parts. Like she gets stuck in the wheel and then she gets like thrown on the tarp and thrown in the air a little bit. She sees the monkey in, in that the monkey has is in that form too. I'm like, okay. And seems like a stage play. Like this this feels like, and uh, that's when you see, I love the transition where he's still inside his cabin and he pops open the bottle of whatever it is, wine, liquor, and he's pouring it, but then he steps out into the moonlight, and it's just you see it going through his body and dumping onto the floor. Then he's yeah. he's like, "You best believe in ghost stories, Miss Turner, because you're in one." Um, you see, the one thing though is there's a loophole, a little thing he probably doesn't mention, but I don't I don't feel it's a fuck up, and it makes sense being cursed, is they can't feel things, right, sensations yeah. except for pain, because they react to getting hurt. You see the other guys do it too. Yeah, but and even he Barbosa. Gets, he gets stabbed later by Jack, and it doesn't phase him. He, he does react shot. to it, and he does not. Not even then, but the other guys when he gets the hot coals and stuff dumped on them. I don't know if it's just a reaction I from think, once being alive. I think it's just him because he gets. It's the guy with the eyeball. The he gets guy. stabbed in the eyeball, but, and yeah. he doesn't react. There's back. Uh, there's other people. There's other members of the crew that do it too. 
And I, I think, but that would make sense though. It's like, you can't feel anything good or enjoyable. You yeah. still feel pain and then the nothing of everything else. So I think it still works. I think it's just at the point, like, yeah, you feel the pain, but there's not really a repercussion for it. Like when he gets stabbed several times and like, he seems to react a little bit, but not like a normal person would until, of course. So Jack meets his crew. We see, we meet uh, Tongueless Cotton and his parrot. Cotton? <laughs> he can't speak, so he taught the, the bird. Still haven't figured out how he did that. I just love that. I was like, what? And he just says random shit. They're like, yeah. it's just supposed to whatever. And uh, I assume that means yes. Yeah. And then you meet Anna Maria, played by Zoe Saldana, who is kind of in disguise in a way, but she is, she must have some sort of, he, Jack has some sort of debt with her. Uh, he owes her a ship. So, and then uh, Will points out the ship that they have. And he's like, that one, that ship. <laughs> so they are venturing through the storm to catch up with the Pearl because uh, the Pearl is like one of the fastest ships in the ocean right now. Like that's like one of the legends. Mm-hmm. And I love the parrot. What's the parrot say? Dead man tell no tales. Which would be the title of one of the later films. Yeah. And it's actually on my shirt that I you guys can't see. Uh, they venture through the shipwreck passage because they're going to an island called the Isla de Muerta. They go there twice, by the way, which seems crazy. And um, so Isla uh, is, is Isla. Isla de Muerta is Island of the Dead, right? Muerta's death, island yeah, of death, one, island of death. One of the five deaths. Yep. There's dinosaurs on yeah, one of those so Site D. That. That's Site D. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually I think I think in uh, the Jurassic World, I can't remember what it's called. Evolution Games. You know the it's like a park builder. It's kind of like uh, yeah. Roller Coaster Tycoon. There's actually an uh, Isla Muerta. It's not Isla de Muerta. It's just Isla Muerta. Yeah, because there's five different ones. And there's yeah. actually a site C in canon, but it's yeah. not really ever mentioned. But yeah. Well, cool. I, I'm sorry I took that from you. I was just like, this is the first. <laughs> we just need uh, Vince Vaughn in this to explain this. Yeah. <laughs> so this yeah. Movie, pirate Vince Vaughn comes yeah. out of nowhere. They don't go near the island. Yeah. They have dragons. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So Gibbs tells Will the story of how Jack was the captain of the Black Pearl. There was a mutiny on the ship. They cast him to a remote island with nothing but a his sword and a pistol with one shot. And he escapes somehow. And he asks, like, how did he do it? And Jack just shows up and he's just like, turtles. And uh, I knit a, or no, they says that it was from turtles. They're like, oh, how did you round up all the turtles? He's like, I made a rope out of my back hair. Such bullshit. <laughs> I just love Will's faces every time Jack talks because he knows he's just full of shit. <laughs> oh yeah, Does that explain. So that explains the. <laughs> I need like this. I know explaining about it or something. I was like, yeah. okay. Uh, Jack and Will they venture into the cave of treasure to meet with the Black Pearl crew, and this is when Elizabeth is like brought to the gold chest that has all of the Aztec gold in it they pretty much have to like slice her wrist or slice her hand, get some blood on the coin and throw it in, but it doesn't work. And they test it by shooting one of the guys that I just love. He's just like, you shot me. <laughs> I love that. Cause, cause it seems like it's leading up. Like they're going to kill her. Yeah. And he's like, 
No. She cuts he, he cuts her hand and he's like, she's like, that was it. And he's like, waste not. Yeah. That's what yeah, because that's I mean, that's kind of how you're you see Barbosa where it's like, yeah, he could easily just slit her throat, did the sacrifice, and you know, hope to God this was the right move. But yeah, he just slices her hand. It doesn't work though, because he tests it. Yep. We then see Jack and Will get closer to him. Will ends up knocking out Jack because he knows that Jack's probably up to something. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth escapes with Will. But guess what? Jack's Jack's there. He gets he's now part of the crew again. They have a they have a whole talk. You know, Jack is trying to reacclimate himself to the ship and, you know, talking to Barbosa about everything that happened. And I just this is when Jack tells Barbosa that Will is the one he needs. Because Will is the son of Bootstrap Bill, which is funny because Will and Bill are the same fucking name. Um, Elizabeth and Will, they chat about the medallion. This is when Will's like, oh my God, that's my medallion. (laughs) (laughs) Just realize that, bro. Oh my God. Yeah, I just thought it was gone. I guess that's why he never questioned it. He probably just thought it fell into the ocean. Never seen it. That's what he says. He's like, I thought I lost it when you guys rescued me. And she's like, no, I wanted to keep it. I just smell it in my Will shrine. I just. No, so the yeah, so, so the she's hiding in the closet. Yeah, <laughs> and so they will or uh, Barbosa and Jack they're planning on how to get Will back, so they're gonna chase down the interceptor, which is the ship that they're on now. And the Black Pearl is really fast, so it's catching up to them pretty quickly. And this is when we get the bat the battle between both ships, and you see the fact that like one ship doesn't have cannonball, so they have to like shove it with a bunch of different random shit. Yep, so like yep. sporks and spoons and all that stuff, which is yep. pretty funny, especially when they all go off. Yeah, because they were trying to lighten the load initially, so they dumped everything, yeah. and they realized it wasn't working, and they're like, well, just load whatever you can. Yeah, you see, you know, they're fighting, they're swinging back from each ship. You see, like, the, the Interceptor's getting fucking destroyed. Like, the masts are falling. It's bad. I love when Jack is chasing after the monkey with the medallion, and it gets back to Barbosa, and Barbosa's like, thank you, Jack. And he's like, oh, you're welcome. He's like, oh, no, I named the monkey Jack. <laughs> so the Interceptor blows up, and Will is trapped inside the ship. And so you're like, oh, no, did Will die? No, he literally pops up on the ship like two seconds after the ship blows up. He swam that real a, fast. Well, that was a practical explosion. Oh, yeah. You could but definitely tell. It was, it was cool. It was really well so done. Cool. I like that. So, yeah, he tells Barbosa who he is and Elizabeth. Uh, they get sent off. Uh, Jack and Elizabeth get sent off to that same island that Jack was sent to before. Mm-hmm. And this is what Elizabeth's just like, okay, so tell me, how did you get off the last time? And he was like, um, I just sat here until the ship came by and I uh, flagged it down and offered him some things for, you know, in exchange to bring me back. And she's yep. like, fuck, <laughs> really? Yep. And he's got a sweet compartment full of rum. Oh, all the rum. Yep. Yes. I, I, I feel like garbage. So I, I don't have my rum today. So next time, everybody. Next time. I have more. I can give you more. No, I'm good. This this one will do me. It's good. They're on the island. Yep, they're on the island. They, yeah, they. Elizabeth has a plan. She is going to pretend to get drunk with Jack at night so that he passes out, and then the next morning she burns everything. She burns all the rum. I just like. Yep. Where's the rum? 
I burnt the rum. All the rum. Yep. This is it's gonna make this huge plume. It's like a thousand miles, or a thousand, like a thousand feet high, and everybody's right. gonna see it. <laughs> but why the rum? <laughs> True. There's like so many trees everywhere. But what? How does she start the fire? That's what I One. was wondering. But two, she does a really good job of, at playing a drunk. Oh yeah. For 18, being 18 years old, yeah. I've been around a lot of well, obviously the age of drinking was vastly different. It probably was around. Yeah, it probably but... wasn't an age of drinking back then. It was just like, nah, <laughs> no. you're too young. Yeah. But uh, immediately she the, the funniest thing is like she does this and then immediately they're picked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is fine. I feel like there was probably a scene they shot like of the in-between of them getting rescued, but I'm glad that they just was like, yeah, it would have been long and unnecessary. Yeah, I've been dawdling. I agree. We also, I I love the drunk song that they sing. They sing the the pirate song, but they they add the words in really bad eggs because they couldn't yeah. figure out the words yeah. of the song. Yeah, no improv. So they they are tasked with well, Jack is tasked with um, helping Norrington find the pearl and killing Barbosa and the crew. They get back. They go back to the island that they were at yeah, before. Because they mentioned that the Pearl wouldn't be able to go at maximum speed because it got tore up yep. in the last fight. Yeah. Stop shooting holes in my ship. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then also it. when he's on the island, he's like, that's the second time I've had to see the see the Pearl. Someone else take my ship. Yeah. So Jack, yeah, Jack surprises Barbosa once again. Barbosa's like, how the fuck are you alive again? What the hell is yep. happening? Yep, shows up during the thing, right? Yep. When they were going to do, yeah, they're going to sacrifice Will. Will. Yep. And uh, <laughs> and Jack just spills the beans. He tells him that, hey, Norrington and the the uh, the Dauntless crew, they're out there waiting for you. You're going to die if you uh, if you go along with this. I love. That's one of those things that you could tell. Jack and Barbosa have known each other for a long time. Yeah. Because he's like. He says to stop him. He's like, you ain't, you know, whatever. He's like, you ain't stopping this. And he's like, all right, your funeral. And he goes to yeah. do it. And he's like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like he stops. And he's yeah. like, what, what? <laughs> Jeffrey Rush's facial expressions every time Jack says something. Yeah. It's just like, oh, <laughs> no, it's so good. Dude. He's just that guy. He's that annoying little brother. You're like, oh, what? <laughs> and so, of course, before they can do the sacrifice, he might as well fight these guys while they're still immortal. So he tells his crew to take a walk. And this is when we get the awesome underwater scene of the entire Black Pearl crew walking underwater with the moonlight shining on them. It's so cool. This whole scene and the fight, uh, it's just my favorite. Yeah. You get, um, you got the uh, one eye, you know, the wooden eyed guy and his pal there. They had to dress up like women because they find the dresses (laughs) in the chest and they have to distract the guys on the ship. And it's so funny because they get they get made because they start arguing and the one dude just takes off the drops the umbrella and starts beating the other dude and so it sees the yep. skeletons. Oh, <laughs> do they murk a lot of people though? Like you oh, see yeah. a lot of people like get taken out in this section. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth escapes from her. She was uh, from her room. She literally tied a bunch of shit together, climbed down, and that's when her dad comes in and is trying to talk to her. And then he gets attacked by one of the members and like you see the skeleton hand coming through the windows and trying to grab him and stuff and then he ends up breaking the arm off and throwing it in a drawer yep uh we then see the sword fight between jack and barbosa 
You also see the fact that uh, Barbosa or Jack steals one of the coins earlier during mm-hmm. the the sacrifice when he's about to when he stops from doing the thing with Will. You see him actually. You see him actually take the coin. It's very subtle, but you see it happen because later on, when it when you see him change, you're like, was he just cursed the whole time, or did he take a coin? No, he took a coin. Yeah, yeah, because he does like the little magic trick with his hand. Yeah, he's like, because he's surprised by it. So clearly, this is the first yeah. time he's been like this, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. But as a kid, that's not what I thought. So uh, Elizabeth, she saves uh, Gibbs in the crew. You get the whole thing where um, was it this scene where the cannons go off and it like stabs the fork in the one guy's eye? No, that's during no, that's, the, was that that's during the big battle the before? Okay, battle. Yeah. that was pretty cool. That was. Hilarious. That's where I'm. That's where I was assuming that they can't feel pain because he like pops that eyeball out like it's n- nothing, and you know that can't feel good. Oh, no. even, even but he even says about it. He's like it, it splinters so bad when he talks about getting a yeah. glass eye. So he has to be able to feel something. Right. These guys like at least pain wise. Like, that would just make that phantom pain. <laughs> Those two guys that were on the Black Pearl that were just sitting there on the cannon. They had like a big cake. On the cannon? Yeah. All right. We're going to enjoy some cake. But then they get distracted by the monkey because uh, Elizabeth throws the monkey off the side and he does like the the nuts smack on the freaking cannon and just whoop. Poor monkey. So the governor fights off people as the Dauntless fires its cannons at the Commodore. Yeah, you get this whole thing where like they control the cannons for the Dauntless so they're just shooting at their own people. Yeah. And yet we see Jack change in the moonlight. I thought, you know, that's a great scene. Does the trick in his hand, um, kind of checking himself out. Really, I thought that was cool because he gets stabbed. And you're like, oh, shit, Jack going to die. But then he backs up into the moonlight. You're like, oh, shit. And it's like, OK, well, and even Barbosa calls this out. He's like, well, we're just going to fight like this forever. Because mm-hmm. now we're both cursed. So no one's going to die. We're just going to be fighting. <laughs> and he's like, you could just give up. Yeah. <laughs> So Elizabeth goes back to the cave to rescue Will uh, by herself because no one on the crew wants to join her because they're like, yeah, uh, part of the code is um, we got to leave somebody behind. We got to leave the person behind if, uh, you know, when things get really bad. She's like, well, I'm going. Jack and Will, they drop the coins in at the same time right as Jack shoots Barbosa. Um, you know, because this is when Barbo- he get- Barbosa gets shot and then he kind of laughs about it. Because he thinks like nothing's gonna happen, but then he, but then when the coins drop in, he he feels it because he moves his his coat and you can see the blood. And but I love the scene where he's like wide eyed and kind of you know you know he's gonna die and he's just like, I can feel, and then <laughs> collapses. So his crew then surrenders. Well, which ones are alive? I like that they don't continue fighting. They realize that they're human again, and they're like, yep. yeah, 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 we're good. We, we don't want to die. We're, we're good. <laughs> Yeah, we had enough. We're probably going to die anyways because we're pirates and they're just going to hang us. But mm-hmm. we then see that the pearl is gone because that's the whole thing that the crew took the pearl and just left. Yep. Yep. So Jack is going to be hanged. And Will shows up looking like a Three Musketeers character with his Dapper fucking fuck, <laughs> with his freaking yes. hat with the giant feather in it. I love it. it comes into play a little later. It's so funny. And yep. uh, yeah, he saves. That doesn't stand out at I know, all. It's so funny. He literally goes up to uh, Norrington and the governor and everybody and like says like, hello. And then he like runs through the crowd, throws his sword as Jack is falling and Jack 
has to balance himself on the sword yeah, while will comes down. Him. Yeah, he tells Elizabeth too. He's like, tells her, "I love you. Like yeah. I've loved you since forever." He finally confesses. Yeah, and then does. Yeah. So Jack tumbles off, and um, oh wait, what the hell am I talking about? So yeah, he saves Jack. J- uh, Liz- uh, Elizabeth chooses to be with Will instead of Norrington because it's just fucking weird. Um, I like that Jack. He kind of tumbles off the side of the the cliff on accident i guess i don't know it's kind of hard to tell almost caught (laughs) (laughs) and um will and elizabeth they live in quotations happily ever after because the opening scene to this next movie shows it doesn't last very long um it's also weird that elizabeth and will are making out and the dad's just kind of sitting there like chilling watching them doing it oh all right man no. Yeah, because like, yeah. Okay, go on, Dad. Even the uh, Commodore is like, I'll give him a day head start. Yeah. And Jack is back with the Pearl because he's rescued by them, and he is now the captain again. And the final line he says is, uh, "He does the pirate song with the ending of and really bad eggs." And that's it. And you get the awesome Pirates of the Caribbean theme, which is one of my favorite themes in cinematic history and it just gets better and better as these films go on, especially the theme in the third movie. I remember being fucking, I actually own that album or that soundtrack (laughs) on CD for the third pirates because I love that theme so much, but that is the end of pirates of the Caribbean curse of the black pearl. Do we have any final comments on this movie before we get to the comments? It's really good. It's a really good movie. It really it is. still holds up very well. And I have to say, that was probably one of the fastest plot breakdowns I've done in a long time. Called it. I don't know. <laughs> it could be. It's, I apologize to anybody out there who's disappointed it was shorter, but or people who are just like, finally, an episode that's not going to be two and a half hours long. You're welcome. Sickness helped you all out today. Yep. <laughs> all right. We're going to go to Twitter and Instagram. Uh, as we every week we always ask social media to leave us your comments on your thoughts on this movie or the movies that we're going to be covering on twitter we only got one comment and that is from our good friend darren lundberg from nostalgia cast said one of the best or sorry i can't read one of the great everything but the kitchen sink blockbusters of the century it could use a little cutting there's no reason to visit uh isla de muerta twice yeah i i think you're right but as a summer entertainment package, it's pretty peerless. And Captain Jack is one of Movie Dumb's most iconic creations. Holy shit, my vision was so weird there. I didn't feel like I was going to be able to read that. Thank you, Darren, for leaving your comment. Let's go over to Instagram real quick. I don't think we got anything too crazy over there, but let's uh, let's see what we got. We Our first comment is from the Fan Club Podcast who just said, I've never seen them. Always been curious what the hype is all about. The hype, what, the, to be honest, the if you're really wanting to get into this franchise, the first three are great because they really connect with each other. Like it's one complete story between mm-hmm. you know all the returning cast members. Uh, the fourth one is interesting and the fifth one is kind of unnecessary, but to be honest, it's actually pretty good. But we're going to get to that in probably a couple months but yeah check out check out this franchise it's a lot of fun yes please and they're all on disney plus so if you have disney plus check them out uh or you can buy i think you could i think the 
You can buy the five pack collection on Amazon for pretty cheap. Our next one is from Shoning, our good friend Andrew Shoning, who says, oh, I'm so hyped for this one. I love these movies. Well, we love these movies, too, and we love you, Shoning. Thank you so much for leaving a comment. Thank you to everyone who left comments. Make sure Thank to you, check. Courtney. Make sure to check our socials every week. I usually try to post it the day before we record. Uh, if you want to leave a comment on the movie we're covering, please do. It's fun to read what people thought of this movie. We we get, you know, there's times we cover movies that we like and we get comments about how they don't like it. And I love that. I love the fact that everybody's yeah. got varying opinions on movies. Um, we're never going to judge you for it. We might joke around, but it's never to be serious. But uh, we appreciate all the, the love and support you guys give to the show. This was fun. I apologize. I'm going to apologize if I sound like shit because I feel like shit. But you know what? The show must go on and I was good enough to do it. So here I am. Yeah, I, this is I can't believe it's going to be. We're already done. Like, I've, yeah. I don't know what to do with my hands. Oh, I can <laughs> think of a lot of things. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. Yeah. So if you want to. You can follow us at uh, Dissect That Film over on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash dissect that film where we have a $1 tier where you can get access to our newest episodes up to a week early, more like five days early. And uh, we got a lot of great episodes over there. We're actually going to be recording something. Well, as you listen to this, it should already be recorded. Uh, but we're going to have some Patreon exclusive reviews over there. Uh, we're going to be adding another tier. So, uh, and we got some some fun things cooking. So this episode will be out in June, which means Jurassic Park's 30th anniversary is coming up. Yeah. Meaning we're going to be sitting down and probably watching it and doing a commentary track on the original Jurassic Park for its 30th anniversary. So that's very exciting. We already did a we already did an episode on it, so we're not going to do it again. So I figured that was the best thing to do to be able to, for us three to sit down together, watch that amazing movie, and uh, talk over it because we've seen it a million times. <laughs> yes, yes. I gotta feel I'll just be injecting a lot of like Lego Jurassic Park into that. <laughs> it's gonna be good times. But yeah, right now we have a dollar tier uh, if you want to listen to our episodes nice and early. Uh, yeah, just make sure to. Um, Wherever you listen to us, if you listen to us on Spotify, make sure to leave five stars or whatever you think we deserve. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spot or um, Good Pods, and anywhere else where you can leave a review, please leave a review. Leave us five stars if you can. The more five star reviews we get, the more you know, the more we show up on lists that people actually listen to the show. Um, we appreciate everybody who does listen to the show. You guys are the reason why we keep doing this. So thank you very much. Yeah, I got nothing else. You guys got anything else? No, just like you said, dude. Thank you guys very much. We appreciate it. We're having a good time like always. And mm -hmm. appreciate all the comments and the support and so on and so forth. Yeah. Next week for episode 109, we're going to be venturing into the second chapter of this franchise with Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Until next time, everybody, I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. We are Dissect That Film, and this has been the Dissect That Film podcast, episode 108. We'll see you all again next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.